My next guest is an author, visionary accountant, pivot coach, and business numbers expert. She is multi-passionate, she's amazing, and she's ready to bring the fire. Please welcome Tatiana Tor. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Tatiana. Hello, Tatiana. Hi, Anna. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes, I'm so excited to speak with you today because I know you're not only an author, you're an accountant, you're a business expert, you are someone to look up to if we need help with our taxes, getting our money anxiety under control. So can you tell us more about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So I actually run three businesses. Um, number one is the primary business right now, but probably not forever, um, <laughs> is the boutique tax and accounting firm. Um, we work with clients to help them become more profitable, stabilize their cash flow, and proactively reduce taxes. And it's a concierge service. So it's a done for you setup. My second business is the author and speaker business where I'm an author of the book. I'm going to author probably more books in the future. I also speak um, and so on and so forth. And the third business is actually the one that I'm hoping primarily in addition to the author business will be the, the primary business eventually is the course creator. Um, I create courses for moms and women and also a uh, women pivot, a career pivot coach. I kind of try to work with um, women and moms through my membership programs for my courses and things like that and help them really find and build something that's theirs um, on their own terms and something that bring, you know, something that allows them to actually make money doing what they love. Yes, I love that so much. And oh my gosh, like you're so like diverse. You do so many different things. And that's actually one of the questions that I get a lot. It's like, if I'm multi-passionate, if I have different skills, how do I best showcase them? And I think you're the prime example of this. So have you ever like gotten those types of questions and like how were you able to go for it and, and go into different routes and, and yeah, keep a clear head at the end of the day? <laughs> Essentially what happened was in 2019, I actually have wanted to write a book for some time. Before I wanted to write a book, I kind of always wanted to do what I do because I love accounting. I love taxation. I love seeing people implement things and get Mm -hmm. more money into their bank account, become more profitable and actually build lives that are meaningful to them where they, they can have passion, but also money for the life that they want. And so 
I've kind of seen my impact for clients and my business has grown tremendously and Mm -hmm. we no longer work with startup businesses because typically there's just no budget for it. We also don't work with once a year type Mm. clients. And so the next step for me kind of as I grew personally and professionally um, was to write a book. And in 2019, early 2019, I read the book Profit First. Um, I reached out to the Profit First um, professionals organization. Mm -hmm. I uh, wanted to basically become a Profit First professional, but also I asked what would it take for me to write a Profit First derivative book? So I wanted to write one first for a an industry that was that I've worked with a lot and I saw a lot of um, need for and I uh, reached out to Mike Michalowicz and he you know we had a conversation about potentially a derivative book and da 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 and he said you know why don't you come to this event that I'm hosting for authors we're going to share best mm. practices like he's a really a monster when it comes to in a good way um, when it comes to book promotion and stuff like that and so it was like a two-week notice for me And I was like, why not? Um, So I jumped at the opportunity, uh, went to the event, and it was Mike, um, his writing partner, and also his book launch director were sharing the tools to basically write and launch the book that changes lives. And so as I was sitting there and listening to to Mike talk about his author journey, and also um, before that, I came there thinking, I want to write a book that kind of marries the profit first concept with the tax reduction concept. And so as I was sitting there, um, I initially thought that I wanted to write a book to bring more clients to my um, business. But then as I was sitting there, Mike was talking about how his journey of authorship has changed his life and just in general, how it affected his life and family and everything else, I found myself thinking that as much as I love tax and accounting, I love it. I mean, I'm obsessed and I can work, Mm -hmm. you know, day and night because I love what I do. But as much as I love it, I don't want to do just taxes for the rest of my life. And so that revelation was huge for me. Uh, I realized that, you know, now that I know this, I want to do something else also. And I wrote a book, a really good book that I'm very proud of. And the more I'm into it, Mm -hmm. the more I feel like I'm not multitasking. I'm just kind of, I'm creating a wave. Instead of swimming with the current, I'm actually creating my own wave. And so Mm -hmm. that inspires me even more to move forward and to do other things. And so that's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is amazing. And I applaud you for doing that and taking that route. I imagine it wasn't easy when you first pivoted and tried different things. Like what was the biggest mindset shift you had to go through? Needed to have it all happen um, quick, quickly. And that's what I think a lot of people go through that process because we all want to be the next Facebook. Well, not maybe not all of us, but (laughs) Many of us want to be the next Facebook and, and things like that. And so I wasn't an exception. I wanted, you know, I thought, oh my God, like I'm, I'm running a business. So my, my primary business, the one that's primary right now has always been a priority. So if there was a client situation, meaning like there was something needed to be done, uh, like paperwork needed to be filled out or tax season or whatever, I actually, um, put that 
at the top of the list because I knew that this business is feeding my passion and it's allowing me to um, do what I want to do outside of just accounting. And so because of that, it always came first, regardless of what was happening with the book and everything else. And so, you know, when I, uh, when I started prioritizing work, I, I was felt, I felt bad. I felt guilty that, you know, I'm not working on the other stuff. I'm not working on the other stuff as quickly as I would like to. And so that was kind of a love hate relationship for about a year and a half. And then I got over it. Then I realized that it's not a destination. It's a journey, especially when my book launched, Mm. I realized that that's, that's the case. And so it was really helpful for me to realize that because from that point, point on, uh, I knew that I just need to keep moving forward because I've had situations where I wanted to force something to come out, meaning let's say a plan or an audience description or, um, or whatever. And then I didn't have time to, to force it, to sit down and force it, think about it. I said, you know, and then it happened on its own. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that there is sometimes benefit, I guess, is the word in sitting and waiting mm. sometimes uh, before, especially when it comes to audiences and your messaging and everything else, because it changes so many times during, you know, throughout your career and throughout your business journey. It really is important to not procrastinate. So this is different from procrastination. This is more of, I was really dreading sitting down and thinking about, oh, how do I describe my ideal client? Mm-hmm. Whom, which audience do I talk to? Why do I need to <laughs> niche down? And that was really, you know, it took me about a year to figure that out wow. and forcing it didn't help at all. And so for me, I've learned that it's, um, that it's a really different experience and I need to allow myself to give myself grace yeah to get to where I want to get to. Yes. Oh, I love this so much. I mean, patient is so important and adding that pressure to figure it all out in a, in a certain amount of time, it just adds more stress to it. So I totally relate to what you're saying. And I'm glad that you came to that realization and that you're, you gave yourself more grace, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm curious to know, like, what was your biggest like um, piece of advice that you've received and that you still apply in your business life today? Actually, there were two. Uh, one was to always make a choice today that leaves you a choice for tomorrow mm. as opposed to being stuck with the choice. Mm-hmm. I think that that has helped me so many times during my lifetime. It's just amazing, honestly. I'm my mind is blown every time it happens. For example, I'll give you an example. I really wanted to finish my bachelor's quickly because, you know, I came to the United States. I had a transfer credits. You know, I had two years completed in, you know, abroad um, in another country. And so I came to the U.S. and um, this urge of finishing quickly, mm. which, which is something that, let's say, in a degree in economics uh, would allow, I wanted to do that. I wanted to just go for economics because I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to go to law school. And I was very tempted to just declare economics as my major and basically just just go for it and complete it quickly and then figure out what I want to do kind of thing, you know, like before I go to law school, for example. Then I, I kind of took a little time. I took probably a month or, or so before the deadline when, when I had to choose. And I, 
I was working as a bookkeeper at the time, uh, kind of like a junior bookkeeper. And I remember thinking that, you know, I'm applying, I'm making pretty good money for, you know, for, I had to support myself financially. And so I'm making pretty good money, decent money. And wouldn't it be nice to make that and be able to go to law school, which is what I wanted at the time, you know, go for it. And so I realized that accounting is a skill and accounting major in college included a lot of the courses from the economics major. So I changed my mind. Essentially, I added a year to my degree, which is a big deal when you're 20, you know, 20. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, at 20, you want everything done like in a year. And so um, I basically pursued accounting degree, pursued that, that skill. um, And somewhere kind of on that journey, I fell in love with numbers. I fell in love with small business accounting and I didn't go to law school. I just got really into the accounting and taxation. I really loved it and I still love it. And I think it was meant to be, but by choosing accounting, I could become an economics person, you know, because mm-hmm. I took the same classes. I just took more that were um, toward, towards kind of accounting, education, degree, and license. Mm-hmm. And so that piece of advice was so meaningful and transformational throughout my life, not just in that choice, but this was was just one example Yeah, that I feel like that's something that people need to remember. And the same comes to, like the same applies to health. Um, you need to make choices today that, will allow yes. you to have a choice later in, with your health. And so that's what I follow to, to this day. Wow, that's so powerful. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, so I asked this to everyone who comes on the podcast, and I'm very curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? Being a powerful leader means serving your tribe, serving your crowd, serving your people that you may never, ever meet. The reason I wanted to write the book is because, as Mm -hmm. I mentioned in the beginning, I haven't worked with startups for about three years now. I don't take on once a year tax return engagements because there's no value in it for the client and there's no value for for me too. Um, And the reason being that in order to have a meaningful relationship with an accountant, in order to pay less taxes, it's not a once a year relationship. It's not a once a year engagement. And so I realized that for me, it was meaningful, you know, to, to have an impact. And I saw the impact that I make with my business, but at the same time, I stopped working with the people that I wanted to affect the most, meaning whose lives I wanted to transform the most, because by the time they grew and their businesses would would have grown to be able to come to Mm -hmm. someone like me for service, um, they've been, they would have been already through, you know, potentially anxieties, lost money, lost time or, or all of the above. And so I wanted to, to really change the world. And I think that leadership Mm -hmm. is a lot about that. It's not about you necessarily, there's nothing wrong with making money when you do that. But I think it, my intention was much more to help those who want to start a business or do something on their own. Maybe it's a mom. Maybe it's a creative mind who is dreaming about starting a business or starting something on, for, their, for themselves, something where they don't have to answer mm-hmm. to anybody else and doing it right. And I wanted to impact those who've been thinking or dreaming about it for for some time and give them a roadmap. Because those are the people that I don't work with anymore directly. And so I can't affect their lives. But with a book, 
I can actually have an effect on many more lives through, through that book mm. and, and help them do this better, help them do this smarter. And that's yeah. kind of, for me, what leadership uh, and being a leader means. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. <laughs> Um, do you have, you know, any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with our audience today? I think it's important for all of us to, and I remind myself, myself about this pretty much, um, all the time. I think it's important to dream bold. It happens to coincide with my, with the book title of, with my book title, but my book is called dream bold, start smart. But I think that the dream bold component is the ultimate must have for everyone in life. If you don't have a dream that scares the wits out of you, <laughs> it's not bold enough. Yeah. Think bolder, think something that scares you. Um, and it doesn't mean that in the moment you don't set aside your dream, uh, your bold dream to potentially pursue something that's bolder in that moment, like watching your kids grow up. But it does mean that you do make the steps forward, even there, if there are baby steps forward. Yeah. And so I think that it's really important to remember to dream bold, always dream bold. Oh, yes. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? Um, I think the best place is to go to my website and um, it's tatianasoyer.com, but I have a little shortcut and the shortcut is talk to Tatiana. Dot com. So if you go to that, it will take you right to my website. I am, all my programs and book and all the work that I do are there. And it's easy to connect through that with me as well. And that's, I think that's the best way. And social media, I'm mostly hanging out on Instagram, even though I'm present in all of the platforms. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being here, for giving so much value. I appreciate you and wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on your show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.